Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lolly, lolly, Good afternoon, Delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary, spiceness, and everything niceness here on OCRFM, 98.3 across Colac and District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. How's it going, Mr. Max? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. First week back at school? Yeah. All survived? Uh-huh. What was, uh, what was it like transitioning back into the real school world, out of the computers, Back to real people. It was weird. Weird? Yeah. <laughs> what was the weirdest thing? Um, it, the bell for start of school goes at 8.50 now. Oh, they've changed yeah. something on you. Yeah. Gosh. I thought they'd just creep that in or... I don't know. <laughs> don't know? Got to get up 10 minutes earlier? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> shame, shame. Everyone still the same that you remember or... Uh, um. Teachers have to wear masks. Yes, of course, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make a bit of a strange look in the playground, or are they all sporting different uh, fashions on the field? <laughs> um, don't <know>. Not really? <laughs> any, t- any teachers have a particular mask that you're uh, taken to, or is um, it just all generic? Some have, like, patterns on their masks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best mask you've seen so far out in the schoolyard? Um, don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> They're all cool. They're all pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we are into week two now of our Pink Up themed afternoon delights for Pink Up Colac, and uh, we've got quite a big show. Um, because mm. we're going to be throwing a bit of science into the show today, yep. alongside all the regular history and uh, music and stuff, but we've also got a brand new Yum Box that's arrived, so let's see where in the world we are. Okay, Max. Now, it's a brand new Yum Box that uh, has just arrived. What clue do we have on the outside to try and decipher where we're headed? It is a land where hips don't lie, but sloths sure do. A land where hips don't lie, but sloths sure do. So it's going to be kind of jungly area, methinks, with sloths. And hips don't lie is a hit for... um, uh, Shakira, so she's got that kind of Spanish background. I can't for the life of me think exactly <laughs> where she comes from. I know it's a, a Spanish country of some description, so uh, let's find out what's inside. Where have we landed? Colombia. Colombia, nice. So uh, I'm assuming then that uh, Shakira is Colombian. Uh-huh. Very good. Uh, so, yes, it's got the Spanish um, influences there. Yep. Some of the things in the box mm-hmm. is milk, chocolate, nougat bar, Colombia's tastier take one, uh, three musketeers. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, so Three Musketeers, a famous uh, chocolate bar from America. So Colombia have their own kind of version on that, right? Uh-huh. White chocolate cookies and cream clusters, which is crisp cookies coated in rich white cocoa. Mm-hmm. Cocoa, yep. Yep. Um, 
there's a passion fruit lollipop, juicy tropical outside bubblegum inside. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, mayonnaise potato chips. Okay. That sounds a bit different. Uh-huh. The unusual objective Colombian classic, that is. Right. Um, cafe con leche toffee. Cafe con leche toffee, okay. Creamy Colombian coffee in super soft chew. I thought there would be something coffee flavoured in there, considering that uh, Colombian um, coffee beans and all the cocoa and stuff like that is uh, quite famous, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, coconut cream chocolate wafer. A taste of the tropical coast in each bite. Mm-hmm. Fruity penguin gummies. Sour foam gummies in juicy fruit flavours. Okay. Penguin, that seems to be a, an odd choice for a Colombian uh, mascot, but we'll find mm-hmm. out more about that throughout the month, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And bacon and lime chips. Bacon and lime. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. We've had both of those separately before, but uh, <laughs> never the two together. Yeah, they're puffed bacon chips with singing lights. Wow, okay. Well, what do we know about Colombia? Um, Other than Shakira is a singer from there. <laughs> I know it's, um, it's, I think it's right on the equator between North and South America. Oh, don't know. I'm not very good with geography. That's why the Yum Box is really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> teaches me a bit about uh, where everything is in the world. Uh-huh. So we'll find out a bit more fun fact-wise from the box as uh, as we progress. Um, is there much in the front of the booklet about some of the highlights of uh, Colombia? Um, there's a trivia. bit of trivia in there? Oh, I mm-hmm. suppose we can... Uh, Pit our minds to that. Do we want to launch straight into some trivia then? Okay. Righto. Let's see what we can guess. Colombia has the most something of any country on earth. Okay. A. Bird species. B. Coffee farms. C. Soccer stadiums. B. Poisonous snakes. I'm torn between a couple there because I said before that coffee would probably rate highly, um, but hmm, soccer stadiums, bird species, or poisonous snakes. I'm thinking Australia probably has the most species of poisonous snakes, to be honest. So I'll knock that one out. I'll say, I'll go, I'll stick with my coffee idea, but it's, anyway, is it, is it the most coffee, what was coffee? Coffee, um, Colombia has the most coffee of any country on earth. Okay, I'll go with that. You're wrong. Oh. <laughs> it is. A, bird watching species. Oh, okay, well, there's lots of different parrots and things that would uh, inhabit their rainforests and the like. Mm-hmm. Colombia is a bird watcher's paradise. There you go. I think the bird of paradise actually comes from <laughs> that area, to be, uh, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Beloved Co- Colombian independence leader Simon Bolivar Nick- was nicknamed A. Eagle Eye, B. Gold Knight, C. Iron Butt, D. Silver Stallion. I'm going to say Silver Stallion for that one. Nope. No. Aww. What was it? Iron butt. Iron butt. Here I was thinking that we weren't going to lower the tone of the show that far. <laughs> iron butt. Why was he called Iron butt? Um, he was a hero renowned for leading six South American countries. Including Colombia. There you go. Okay. I'm sure there's a story to that nickname. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, two for two, and I'm not doing very well here. <laughs> Which of these is a go-to movie theatre snack in Colombia? 
A. Spicy roasted ants. B. Unpopped corn um, kernels. C. Buttered scorpions. D. Fried ghost peppers. Oh my gosh. Uh, I wouldn't really want to be sitting in a movie chomping down on any of those things, to be honest. Ghost peppers are very, very hot. I couldn't see why you would be putting yourself through sitting in a movie theatre eating those. The ants and the scorpions sound very uh, out there. But why would you have unpopped corn? Don't have a popcorn popper? (laughs) Maybe. Okay, I'll say for for safety's sake, because I don't want to eat anything uh, poisonous, I will say that it's unpopped popcorn. You're wrong. Oh, no. It's spicy roasted ants. Ants. Wow. Really? Yeah. My goodness. Okay. Let's see if I can clean sweep and get four in a row wrong. Last one. Which of these critters can you find in Colombia? A. Crickets louder than a subway. B. Bears that look like they're wearing glasses. C. Bright pink river dolphins. D. 200 foot palm trees. Ooh, okay. Now, I do know there are pink dolphins, um, and it's a similar thing to flamingos. It's where they live. It's something to do with the water. There's something that lives in the water they eat that changes their colour. Because with going with pink up colic, I'm going to say pink dolphins. Well, kind of. Kind of? It's all of the above. <laughs> oh, okay. There was no way I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> Ah, so all of them. So a yeah. bear that wear, looks like it's wearing glasses. Uh-huh. Cric- crickets, crickets louder than a subway. And brock pink river dolphins and 200-foot palm trees. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Magic of Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, a bit of a taste of uh, Colombian history. Um, we might dive in and have a bit of a snack on one of their treats there. Uh, I'll let you choose at random one to uh, get us started on the the Colombian snack foods. There's definitely a lot to choose from there, as you said before, reading through that list. Uh Uh-huh. I've picked the um, bacon and lime chips, puffed bacon chips with zingy lime. Okie dokie. And fruity penguin gummies. And my oh my, the penguin gummies look cute on the outside of that packet. <laughs> so they come in a blue packet. The Trululu penguins uh-huh. uh, is their name. Are they all individually wrapped or is that... No. no. Surely not. They're just like normal gummies. Yep. Just in the one packet. So they appear from the outside here to be a blue gummy with a white centre and yellow feet. And yellow... Is it a beak? Going beak, yeah, I would say so for a penguin. Yeah. Okie dokie then. Let's find out about the uh, Trululu Fruity Gummy Penguins. Did you think you would find penguins in a Colombian tropical... No, No, neither did I. Believe it or not, you can spot penguins in Colombia. Oh. Bizarre. A super cute South American species known as the Humboldt penguin has been spotted as far north as the Nariño region. Uh, Bad news is, of course, that sightings are very, very rare, but they are there. Mm. So the Colombian penguin is uh, apparently just as adorable as the real thing, but a bit more fruity, sour and juicy. (laughs) Not that I think I'd want to eat a penguin. Okay, we'll bust up the... uh, Now, this is from the Gometas Company. Trululu Penguins. So they're made of corn syrup, water, gelatin, sorbitol. So it's all your generic uh, gummy. It's uh, penguinos. Penguinos. That's a very good point. I've been pronouncing it incorrectly. It's that thing where uh, your eyes play tricks on you. Because <laughs> it's even penguinos. It's not even P-E-N for penguin. It's ping. They're soft and malleable. 
If anyone remembers Club Penguin, were you a Club Penguin kid, or is that a bit too old for you? Um, was Club Penguin around when you <laughs> were in lower primary school, perhaps? We've played it before, the game. Yeah. That's what these kind of look like. They've got that um, cartoony quality about them. Actually, are they actually blue and white, or...? Black and white. Normally penguins are black and white, but mm. uh, it's very difficult to make a black gummy look <laughs> edible. Yeah. So quite a, an interesting process. I would be predicting the way they make these is that the yellow beak and feet would be dipped first, then they would pour their milky white layer, and then the blue layer last yeah. into the moulds. Looking at that, because the beak and the feet match up in the <laughs> in the layering, and they are super cute. Yeah. Are they super juicy and super... What was the other thing they said? Sour. Sour. Okay, go for a bit of a chomp. Mm. It's got a bit of a tang to it. Yeah. And tropical fruit flavours, what can you pick up there? Um, I don't know. It's all like the artificial flavours. Mm. I'm getting a bit of a... Maybe a pineapple... Juice flavour. Mm-hmm. Cherry but, or something, maybe? Yeah, maybe the artificial cherry. It, it says they're all artificial flavours. But for a tropical taste, yeah, I'm not really... Not really getting a particular fruity flavour. Mm. It's, it's definitely meant to indicate that it's a fruit-flavoured thing, but I can't for the life of me put my finger on what it is. And I can't taste the sour... No, it's got, as I say, a bit of a citric tang to the outside, just, yeah. but it melts away. It doesn't kind of foam your mouth like any of the uh, sour worms or other sour gummies we've had before. Yeah. But they are super cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thumbs up, thumbs down. What are we giving this? Um, one thumb up. One thumb up. <laughs> now, we had a, um, some feedback from a, a, a listener last week. I believe that um, they're from overseas, who uh, loves the thumbs up, thumbs down, but was wondering if we have a lolly version of voting um, instead of thumbs up, thumbs down. And mm. do we, because it's the uh, the yum box, do we think something Colombian <laughs> to, uh, to to give it a rating out of? But uh, we'll, we'll we'll ponder that a bit further. So. Um, yeah, okay. So that's the Trulalu Pinguinos. I'll give it a 4 out of 10 penguins. <laughs> 4 out of 10 penguins. There we go. <laughs> Let's move on to the La Nina bacon and lime chips then. Um, we're looking at the region of Antiquia. Back in the 1950s, local farmers craved a dish to fuel their extra long work days, so they invented the Bandija Pacer which is Colombia's unofficial national dish, and it's made of fried pork belly. Yum. They call it chicharron. Uh, It's added with lime plus rice, beans, beef, chorizo, plantain, cornbread, avocado, and egg. That's a meal and a half. (laughs) So these puffed bacon chips don't give you quite as much energy as the bandija pacer, but their lime zing will surely put some pep in your step. Now, plantains, for uh, those who haven't come across them before, they're like banana chips. Um, so that's what's used in the original recipe of the, what do we call it, Bangella Pacer. But, uh, oh, these are very interesting looking things. Yeah. Almost looks like artificial crispy bacon. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's got the striped coloured painting on it of bacon ridges uh-huh. and then kind of the pork scratching quality of the puffed oh it's hard to break yeah so you can hear how uh, <laughs> how fragile slash how solid slash how puffed it is uh-huh. what's it like for the crunch quality max it's definitely got that what do you thought of uh, bacon and lime chips different it's not like a smoky bacon yeah, yeah. it disintegrates in 
in your mouth very quickly. Yeah. You don't even need to really chew them, even though it does have that crispy crunch. Um, sitting it on your tongue makes it just melt away to nothing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got a bit of zest to it with the lime. Yep. What do you think in the bacon taste? Different. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, as I say, it's not a smoky bacon. It's almost a bacon, a hint of bacon. Yeah. Bacon overtones. Uh-huh. Mm. But I can't quite put my finger on it being a bacony flavour. Mm. But there you go. That's a, a brief dip of our toe into Colombia. What are you, how many penguins are you giving <laughs> the bacon and lime chips? think about six six yeah <laughs> a bit better than the uh <laughs> a bit better than the, the fruit gummies well we will take a quick break here on afternoon delight we'll be back to take a look at this week's topic you're listening to the fairy foss edition of afternoon delight <laughs> It is time on Afternoon Delight to take a look at this week's topic, which uh-huh. is fairy floss. Yep. What do we know about fairy floss, Max? Um, it's like, feels like what I think clouds feel like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's that airy, cottony kind of uh, feeling. Yeah, you can just squish it and mould it. And yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, well, actually, we refer to it as fairy floss, but do you know any other names for it around the world? Cotton candy. Mm-hmm. That's the most common <laughs> one, yeah. yeah. Cotton candy is uh, kind of the original name of it because it was... Uh, no one exactly knows where it was first created, uh-huh. but uh, there's. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute because <laughs> I've read some interesting whodunits as to who invented. But, uh, yeah, most of the world refers to it as cotton candy, um, in the UK and in Ireland, New Zealand, and the likes, they call it candy floss. Um, but yeah, Australia is the only country that calls it fairy floss. Mm-hmm. I think we call it that because of its fairy qualities, the lighter than air kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, as I say, several places claim to be the originator of fairy floss. Some say it goes back to the 19th century in Europe. At that time, spun sugar was very expensive, labour-intensive, and was not generally available to the average person. So, only the likes of kings and queens would be able to have spun sugar. (laughs) Others suggest that spun sugar originated as early as the 15th century in Italy. The machine-spun cotton candy that we're used to these days... Uh, was invented, though, in 1897 by William Morrison, who teamed up with a confectioner named John Wharton. Now, the ironic thing here, what job do you think William Morrison did? He teamed up with a confectioner, so someone who makes lollies and candy and stuff, but what was William Morrison's day job, do you think, that would make it very ironic for him to be making lollies? I don't know. A dentist. <laughs> they first introduced Fairy Floss to the uh, World's Fair in 1904. They kind of launched it there. And it was called Fairy Floss then, with great success, selling 68,655 boxes at 25 cents each. Yeah. Uh, on September 6, 1905, Albert Robinson of Massachusetts submitted his patent for an electric candy spinning machine. The patent for this combination of an electric starter, motor-driven, rotatable bowl that maintained heat efficiency is similar to what we use these days. By May 1907, he transferred the rights to the General Electric Company, but his patent still remains as the basic cotton candy machine. In 1921, a similar invention was made in New Orleans in Louisiana by Joseph Lacoe, Um, He patented the name Cotton Candy, and so the Fairy Floss name kind of faded away. So we call it Fairy Floss as the original name, but the rest of the world went with this American cotton candy idea. (laughs) In the 1970s, an automatic cotton candy machine was created which made the product and packaged it all up with little to no um, human 
interference. Mm -hmm. So the machine does it all for you now. (laughs) Still back in the early days, it was the spinning machine that the the person had to collect the fairy floss out of. But uh, that 1970s automatic machine made it easy to produce and available then to sell at carnivals, fairs and stores already pre-bagged up. Uh, Tootsie Roll Industries, which is the largest manufacturer of fairy floss, makes fruit-flavoured versions called Fluffy Stuff, and uh, that's all pre-bagged as well. But uh, basically, it is spun sugar that resembles cotton, like fresh cotton, as if you're picking it out of the, um, the paddock, and it usually contains a small amount of flavour or food colouring, and is made by heating and liquefying sugar, spinning it centrifugally through very tiny, tiny holes in which the sugar cools and re-solidifies in long strands like, um, kind of like spiderweb Mm. is the best description. And uh, flavour-wise, it's usually artificially flavoured and coloured. At its basis, it is just sugar. Mm. So it's going to have that sugar flavour. And also, because it is just spun sugar, uh, it is white at its base. Mm-hmm. You have to add the colour to make it blue or pink or green or whatever. Mm. Um, no one really knows why pink is the most popular colour for fairy floss, though. Don't know. <laughs> Originally, um, in the US, uh, they started adding the flavour... In the late 40s, um, they had two colours, blue raspberry and pink vanilla. Both originally were formulated by the gold medal brand, which now uses the name Boo Blue and Silly Nilly. Fairy Floss may also come in purple when you mix the two flavours because the red and, uh, sorry, the pink and the blue mix and create a a hybrid purple Mm colour. Fairy floss machines were quite unreliable until a sprung base invention in 1949, which is now in all all machines, to make it uh, spin evenly. And that means that it's easier for the, the sugar to be collected. Once spun, fairy floss is only marketed by its colour. That's pretty much it. Pink or blue. Um, Because the taste doesn't really vary all that much. It's still sugar. Yeah. Uh, The distinctive taste of blue raspberry is kind of a compound flavour. And if ever you have a fairy floss flavoured item, like fairy floss flavoured ice cream or fairy floss flavoured jelly beans, it's that pink vanilla flavour. Mm. It's uh, pink bubble gum went through a similar transition to kind of a generic flavour, and that often gets referred to as bubble gum flavour these days. Yep. But uh, there you go. That is the brief history of fairy floss. So um, it's had a, a, a bit of a, an up and down history. It's got easier to make as the technology is caught up with it. But uh, in the background here, I'm going to turn this on. And people might be able to hear that. <laughs> because after the break, we're going to get a little bit sciencey and uh, test making our own fairy floss. So if you've got some fairy floss memories or facts and figures you want to share on the show, you can text them into 0439 329 713, or you can jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and share them there. We'll be back to make fairy floss right after this. Okie dokie, on Afternoon Delight, it is time for a little bit of science, Max. Uh-huh. Now, uh, we're going to go live on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, so if you happen to be around on Facebook at the moment, um, where are we? There we go. So, hello to uh, anyone tuning in live on Facebook. Uh, say hello, Max. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, today on the show, we are looking at... Fairy floss. Now we've got uh, some packaged fairy floss here in the studio with us, uh, which comes from Sweet World. It's pre packaged stuff. 
but uh, today we're going to see if we can make some of our own in the studio and we've got three different varieties we're going to see if they work or not so technically fairy floss is just spun sugar yep so we've got uh, some generic sugar there mm -hmm. uh, then we've got some colored sugar so this is confectioners sugar which to make coloured sugar, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we share our recipe later on. And then for something a bit different, jelly crystals. Oh. Let's see if you can turn jelly crystals into fairy floss. Uh-huh. So we've had the uh, fairy floss machine here on for five minutes to warm up. Uh-huh. And we're going to move over to uh, see if we can make some fairy floss. So we've got to switch it off. And uh, which one do you want to go with first, Max? Do you want to go sugar, jelly crystals, or confectioner sugar? Probably just normal sugar. Okay, normal sugar first, it is. Mm -hmm. So uh, for those who've never made Fairy Floss before, we've got a Fairy Floss machine. It's just a generic one that you can pick up in um, any shop that sells Fairy Floss machines. <laughs> it's a, a home version, so it's smaller. And... I'll let Max do the, the deed. So we've got... Dip it in. Yep, we've got a uh, one teaspoon of just regular sugar. It's going to go in the centre of the centrifuge, which is the little bowl there that's going to spin, causing lots of centrifugal force. And we'll whack that on. Now, the way that Fairy Floss works is that it heats up the sugar... And as the sugar gets hotter, it will um, spin out <laughs> uh, very, very, very quickly and cool down just as fast to, uh, to create the fine wisps of sugary fairy floss. Yep. The hardest thing to do is to catch it. So Max is going to do his his best to gently wave his magic wand around the inside and uh, collect up the fairy floss that has been made by the uh, the machine. So, how would you describe what's happening here, Max? Uh. Oop, I'll just I'll, I'll move your mic around for you to make it easier for you to chat. Yep, tell us, what have we got here? It's just like catching cobwebs. <laughs> <laughs> it's very reminiscent of that... Um, seen in Shrek where he picks up the stick now uh, it's, a, it's a difficult task to collect fairy floss you've got to kind of twirl the stick around as you collect I'm thinking we're probably at the end there of our plain white sugar collection doesn't look like there's any more fine um, bits coming out so <laughs> good shot there Max has got uh, a bit we'll just switch off the machine and we'll have a look at the remnants of what's left inside. So it's it builds up a little bit of um, sugary residue around the outside of just the... Um, it kind of makes a, a sugary crust. Uh-huh. Uh, best have a bit of a nibble on that, Max. Pull it off, see what you've got there. Very, very fine and delicate. Uh-huh. Now, before on air, you were telling us <laughs> that it tasted... Uh, well, it was bit like slime you can mold it <laughs> yeah just scrunch it up and, <laughs> and there it is yeah then it just disappears when you put it on your tongue <laughs> so uh, how is our plain sugar version going just tastes like normal sugar <laughs> just tastes like normal sugar uh -huh. okay well do you want to move on to the confectioner sugar then yep so this is colored sugar and again as i said we will um, talk you through how to make confectioner sugar a little bit later in the show when we share our recipe but basically you um, color the sugar and then you uh, by you put the sugar in a bag put a couple of drops of food coloring in close the bag squash it around to color the sugar and then it becomes um, colored sugar that you need to dry out yep okay we'll switch on round two so confectioner sugar this time, because we're celebrating Pink Up Colac this month, we've gone with uh, pink colouring for the sugar. 
Now, those who are watching the video online will see just how quickly the sugar melts down and turns into fairy floss. It doesn't take all that long um, for fairy floss to start appearing. As soon as the center heats up, now for those that are watching on the video, you'll be able to see the, um, the fairy floss starting to appear. Max is already able to collect some of that. And it's that fine strands of heated sugar again that are just firing out thanks to the magic of centrifugal force, which is when you spin something and it's the pull outwards. But uh, again, this is the same amount of sugar going in, just the one teaspoonful of sugar. So we should be collecting and creating about the same amount of fairy floss this time around. I think a bit more. It does actually look a bit more, so maybe it's combined with any remnants of the white sugar. And it like quietens down when you know. Yeah, pretty much. Once yeah. it's got to the end of its cycle, you can see that uh, not much sugar left, although it's given that very uh, pink crust around the outside of the machine now, as mm -hmm. the people who are watching online will be able to see. Um, describe our uh, pink fairy floss, Max. Um, looks like just normal fairy floss you can get at festivals and all that. Fairs and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's got a, a light pink tinge to it. Uh-huh. Very aerated. You've, you've got the technique down pat now. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was a bit squashy, but this one's uh, a lot more aerated. Yep. Uh, taste test. Is there anything different between coloured sugar and plain white sugar? can barely taste it. You <laughs> <laughs> can barely taste the difference? Yeah. Or is it just the same? This one's flavoured more. Oh, okay. But, yeah, that's basically all the difference. All the difference there is. Well, how would you say, is it uh, kind of a sweeter sugar taste or...? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> our last attempt at our science experiment then is whether or not jelly crystals can be used to make fairy floss. Because technically jelly crystals are coloured sugar crystals. Uh -huh. It does, of course, have gelatin in it, which is a different um, uh, different combination altogether. So that may change it. It may not. It might be exactly the same as using anything else. But then if this works, we could have just invented something really cool. Uh, you could basically make any flavor of um, fairy floss using jelly crystals, if yep. this works. Uh-huh. So again, I've gone with raspberry-flavoured jelly crystals because it's a pink up colac celebration. So it should be making pink uh, fairy floss if this works. So it's heating up. Is it making any strands? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. This, this could be a complete and utter failure. Or it might make raspberry-flavoured <laughs> fairy floss. Or... Is that the brief hint of some fairy floss strands? Maybe, maybe not. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I can see it starting to form. There you go. <laughs> you can use jelly crystals to make fairy floss. So Max is spinning the, uh, the magic paper wand around to collect the fairy floss. Now... The jelly crystals are a lot finer than just your regular sugar, so I'm wondering if that's going to change anything about the composition of the fairy floss. It's still very spindly. Okay, Max has got a big wallop there. Sounding like we might have run out of jelly crystal sugar. It's still giving that very um, bright pink crust of sugar around the outside. That's the hardest thing about uh, running a fairy floss machine is cleaning it at the end. You've got to soak everything. Okay, so we'll switch that off. And, uh, okay, so it's not quite as puffy yeah. as the other fairy floss that we made. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Max has given it the sniff test as well. <laughs> Anything different about this from the other types of fairy floss that we've made with just plain sugar 
and coloured sugar. That tastes good. <laughs> Is it different? Yeah. Does it actually have a raspberry taste as compared to the other two? Uh-huh. Really strong. Really strong? Yeah. Okay. Too strong or...? Good. It's yeah. good? <laughs> oh, there you go. That is a bit of science here this week on Afternoon Delight. Uh, road testing whether or not you can use a fairy floss machine and jelly crystals to make fairy floss. The answer is... Yeah. Yeah, you can. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break. We will be back after this with our sweetest tune, so don't go anywhere. <laughs> On Afternoon Delight, it is time for us to share our sweetest tune, which this week is Funhouse by Pink. Now, uh, we're trying to educate you, Max, on uh, different Pink songs. Your mum mm-hmm. would uh, would like you to know a bit more about Pink. <laughs> <laughs> she um, uh, She's one of your mum's favourite singers, uh-huh. and you only knew one of her songs we found out last week on the show. So... Over this month, considering we're uh, celebrating Pink Up Colac, we thought we'd try and look at a different Pink album each week, uh-huh. different Pink song. Uh, so this one comes from her fifth studio album, and it's the title track. It's called Funhouse. What do you think Funhouse might be about? I don't know. <laughs> don't know? Just from the title? Uh. <laughs> it's a bit of a mockery song, to be honest. <laughs> the song itself is... Um, it's written by Pink, again, of course, but also mm-hmm. Jimmy Harry and Tony Canal, who helped to produce it. Um, and it's about her split up with motocross rider Carrie Hart. So uh, let's get into the tune. This is Pink. There we go. That is Pink there from her album Funhouse with a song called Funhouse. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Max? Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You like that one? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you can cast your mind back to last week, comparing the two. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get you there, I promise. Uh, we're fast running out of show, though, so we best get on to our recipe. <laughs> So this is going to be a, a bit of a, a different recipe today uh-huh. because we're not giving you the exact how-tos uh, because basically to make fairy floss, you need a fairy floss machine and, and sugar. sugar. That's <laughs> it. So instead, we've come across a how-to-make-fairy-floss-without-a-machine recipe. So it's not traditionally spun fairy floss as such, but uh, in doing so, you're kind of ratios for what the ingredients are might differ depending how much you're trying to make. Yeah. So what do we need? You need sugar, corn syrup, water, salt, raspberry or whatever flavour you Mm -hmm. want. Yep. Food colouring, whatever colour you want. (laughs) Cooking spray or vegetable oil, candy thermometer and parchment paper. Now, you also need something to spin your fairy floss with. So this particular recipe suggests cutting the ends off an old wire whisk, um, or you could just use a normal whisk. (laughs) So, what do we need to do? To prepare your workstation, you'll need to... You'll be spinning the sugar on parchment paper, so clear some space on a counter or table. You may want to lay down plastic wrap or newspaper underneath the parchment paper to prevent messes with the hot, sticky sugar. Yeah, because as we said, when you've got a fairy floss machine, there's a catching kind of barrier. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But if you're going to be flicking sugar around, it could go anywhere. Yeah. Combine ingredients and heat to 320 degrees. Mix the sugar, corn syrup, water and salt in large 
heavy bottomed pot. Then stir over medium high heat until all the sugar is melted. Use a thermometer to make sure the mixture has reached 320 degrees. Transfer sugar mixture into a large heat safe bowl. This will keep the sugar from continuing to cook and burn. Spin the cotton candy and work quickly. Dip the tines of your whisk into the mixture then quickly, quickly drizzle the thickening sugar strands back and forth across the parchment paper until you have a sizable nest of candy strands. The sugar will start to thicken after about 10 minutes but can be microwaved to return to the right cons- consistency. <laughs> From here you can either eat the cotton candy in clumps or spin it into, onto a lollipop or pops to, popsicle sticks or something. So, something to catch it on, basically. Yeah. There we go. Mm. So we'll uh, post that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page if you want to have a go at home and you don't own your own fairy floss machine. Uh-huh. That is uh, a way you can do it. And it's, it's very much an American recipe because uh, they put corn syrup in a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that is a, a basic how-to recipe. Uh-huh. Um, we've got one and a half things left to do in the show. We've got to open up our Kinder Surprise and then we're uh, quickly going to um, go head-to-head with the flavour of uh, homemade versus packaged. Yep. So... Um, well, we might quickly do that right now. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. Okie dokie. So very quickly, um, from the Sweet World, we've got uh, the super soft strawberry flavoured fairy floss. Now, I didn't have strawberry jelly crystals, unfortunately, but uh, raspberry versus strawberry. What is there a difference between the machine-spun one that we made versus the pre-packaged stuff that is created just by machine alone, no human intervention? Yes. <laughs> when you, like, pick it off, it doesn't, like, stick together. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a very good point. The ingredients are exactly the same, sugar, flavour, colour, but... It's very, very fluffy. Mm-hmm. It looks like um, the pink bats that you put in your roof as insulation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I have heard horrible stories about children putting that in their mouth. Uh, pink bats are not for eating kids. Fiberglass is not good for you. Mm-mm. But uh, melt in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Similar sort of quality there. Uh, which do you prefer, the machine stuff or the stuff that we made? Oh, I don't know. They're exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> I, I can't actually taste a difference. This, this, is, this is fluffier. Uh-huh. I'll give them that. But that's because it's in a larger quantity. We just had one teaspoon of sugar. I dread to think how much sugar that there would be in... Um, there's f- apparently 15 serves... No, the 15 grams... In this pack, which Servings is... Servings per package, one. It's just under 14 grams of sugar. Mm. So the rest is all colour and stuff. Uh, I think that's a dead heat tie, to be honest. Mm. Well then, let's finish up. While Max is opening up the Kinder Surprise to finish off the show, we'll take a quick look back 
at uh, last week's Facebook poll. We were looking at Big Boss um, as yep. the first of our pink treats. Uh, Marie, as we remember, was quite fond of them on the Facebook page. We were asking head-to-head, Mustix or Big Boss? Overwhelmingly, Big Boss was the winner. Uh, Tyson specifically said Bubblegum Big Boss are the best, if you can find them. But, uh, yeah, everyone's voted Big Boss, Big Boss, Big Boss all the way. You can do so, too, by heading to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page to post comments and uh, share what you think. But uh, what have we got there, Max? Um, the We've got another Natterune egg. Okay, so it's a pieced-together little animal. But it's not a kangaroo. It's not a kangaroo. It has a kangaroo head, but no, it's not. It's a... Squirrel. Yeah, so it's got a big fluffy tail and a little... Jolly thick. Yeah, I Baby possum. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realise that um, squirrels were marsupials with a pouch. Mm. There you go. You learn something new every day. Uh (laughs) Uh, That's it for our Fairy Floss edition today. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh And uh, as I say, jump on the Facebook page, give a bit of feedback, let us know what you liked. And if you've got any suggestions for pink-themed treats to uh, feature on the show over the next couple of weeks, you can let us know there. But for now, stick around for Unconventional Ramblings. Sky rockets in flight Afternoon delight